Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm and we're located in Riverside. We serve the Inland Empire. I'm a certified financial planner and there are three other people in my office that are certified. I I would recommend that you go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. And it'll show you there how to build a life that you love and planning by the numbers. But if you scroll down there, you'll see our team There's four individuals, myself, uh, Jeremiah Lee, Chris Marsh, and Joe Lyons. And Jeremiah is an attorney, also has a a company called Tricord Legal to help our clients with their legal needs, estate planning, and other contractual things. We are fiduciaries. If you'd like to know more about what a fiduciary is, again, if you go to our website, there's a section that talks about fiduciary. We're fee-only and what our philosophy is by planning by the numbers to help you build a life that you love. Or just give us a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Now, every week what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today under retirement update, I'm going to talk about something that I've talked about many times over the years. And it's because it's, it seems simple to most people, but it's not. It's one of the most complex things you'll ever do, and that is determining when you take your Social Security. And the reason I keep harping on this, and we have software, folks. We have a lot of tools that help our clients determine when and how they should take their Social Security. There is 1,700 different options when it comes to Social Security planning. And many Americans, they just mismanagement. They just mismanage it. Uh, They make a selection. And then what happens, they get locked into something and they're stuck oftentimes. They can't reverse that decision. But for the typical American, this represents about 60% of your income going forward. And what we find is that a lot of people make very consistent mistakes um, as as they make choices. You know, we're talking to a lot of people, but, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that people make, of course, is they, they, they choose way too early when they're going to receive it. But in addition to that, you know, you have, um, you know, if you've been married, if you've been, if you're a widow or widower, you know, if you have lost your job, if there are conditions in your life, if you're disabled and things like that, there are things that happen that people need to know about before they make a final decision. But the number one, The number one mistake that people make is they worry about dying too young. 
And I've had this conversation multiple times with clients. And they'll say, well, what happens if I die? And I said, well, what happens if you live? What happens if you live much longer than you realize? What you're doing is you're giving up. You know, again, if you have two high earners, two high earners, people that make over $150,000 a year, and they wait till age 70, you got the better part of, I mean, you're looking, you're knocking on the door of close to 80 to $90,000 a year in income. That is not insignificant in most households, but it's a big deal if you choose too quickly. So therefore, what we want to do is to make sure that people understand their longevity and what the jeopardy that they would be getting if they choose their Social Security too early. Now, again, I'm the poster child. I'm going to wait until I'm 70. My wife is a year younger than me, so she'll start hers at age 69. Uh, that she'll be beyond her full retirement age, and I will start my Social Security benefit when I am 70 years of age. And I look at the difference between what I receive at 70 and what I would have received at full retirement age, it's a significant percentage, particularly if I outlive what I consider the percentages. Now, again, there's, there's all these different options that you have with Social Security. And let me emphasize, we have software that if we put in the data, we can help make determination as to what would be the best decision process for you. Now, again, there are some variables. For example, if you do have bad health, if your health is very poor, then you probably want to take Social Security early or if you're single and you have bad health. But also the other one is that if you have a, a disabled child, if you have a disabled child, you don't want to wait. You want to make sure that you claim the Social Security benefit primarily for the benefit of you and that child. The other thing is I find is that people, when they retire, they want to keep their income low. So let's say, for example, that you got laid off during the pandemic and you got a job but you've started your social security. So there's a tension between, well, if I earn too much, my social security benefit is going to be reduced. But if you claim social security before January 1st of the year you reach full retirement and you earn more than $18,960 a year, the government will reduce your benefit by $1 for every $2 of earnings in, in, in excess of that amount. In essence, your social security benefit would disappear. Now, you shouldn't worry about that because what happens is they then start pouring money into your Social Security. So if your job, you shouldn't cut back on your work. If you've got a job that will pay you reasonably for the work and the effort that you put into it, you want to you get as much income as you can. And don't worry about the Social Security benefit. If you've started it too early, they'll just reduce it until you get to your full retirement age. Now, the other, the other thing is that if you know widows or widowers benefits, uh, People are not filing. They're, they're completely wrong, typically, on when they choose that. So suppose you and your spouse both work and you are widowed young. You can file for survivor benefits as early as age 60, two years earlier than the minimum eligibility. Now, but you can allow your own benefits to grow until you reach age 70. Now, at that point, you can switch from, your, from the survivor's benefit to your benefits, assuming your benefits are larger. And again, you got all these different options and you want to be fully aware of the choices that you have available to you. So you make the right choices. What happens if you've been divorced? I've, I've talked to several women in particular. They don't realize the benefits they have available to them from their ex-spouse. Now, again, if they've been remarried, it complicates the issue a little bit, but it doesn't, it doesn't eliminate because you can still choose from your ex-spouse versus your existing spouse. 
So you get all these options, but it all comes down to mathematics. What is the best option for you? So again, there's a lot of mistakes that people make with Social Security. And I just want to, I want to reach out to you and say, listen, there's software that can come alongside of you. We can enter data in. There's a lot of information. And I find that people make the decision too quickly without getting enough information so that they make the right choice for them. Because it's really all about how much money you should be giving, you should be getting for the service that you provide and that you've paid into this particular benefit. If you'd like to talk to me about it, give me a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section I refer to as tactical asset management. Say, I want to talk about real estate for a while. I don't normally talk about it because normally I'm discussing stocks and bonds and, and such as that. But the eviction moratorium is coming off. In other words, renters have had a stay. Uh, the state of California has said, if you are uh, a renter, they've kind of forced the landlord to, if you say, I can't pay the rent, they force the landlord not to uh, evict you from that. But that's coming off. In fact, that's coming off in June of this year. So the question is, what's going to happen? And you've got about one out of four renters that say without governmental assistance, they're probably not going to be able to pay their rent. So as a landlord, as a property owner, you are going to have to make some very, very key decisions. First of all, the accumulated rent that was unpaid are you going to add that to the existing rent going forward? Are you going to require that your tenant pay all that back rent? I mean, you can do that because that's part of it. Or are you going to negotiate? And I, I'm saying you want to think about this now. You don't want to, I'm sure that if you've got multiple properties, this has been kind of weighing on you, particularly if you have some of your, your tenants that have not paid. But again, you've got this eviction uncertainty you know you've got the federal and local policies that you got to deal with you've got you've got you know economic recovery uh, you know individual landlord i mean what you can do with your own you can have your own discretion of what you can do but in california they passed a bill uh senate bill uh sb 91 it was earlier this year and i think it's in force i think it just went into force but it provides assistance to landlords to negotiate with their tenants and you actually get money for this. And so if there is a forgiveness of loans and you want to get more details about it, go to Senate Bill SB 91. 
but basically it's a repayment plan in California. The, it assists the landlords who agree to waive 20% of unpaid rent for income qualifying tenants by reimbursing 80%, forget that now remember this, 80% of the unpaid rent owed between April 1st, 2020 and March 31st, 2021. So that's almost a year's worth. Now, again, this is to help landlords, but also at the bottom line is to help tenants and to keep kind of smooth out. So on top of this, of course, what's going to make this all get better is that we have to get people back to work. And there still is a lot of people that are out of work. There's almost a million plus people that are still um, able-bodied employees, able-bodied workers who are not employed for whatever reason, they're not going out and accepting the jobs. Um, I have some difficulty with this because right now the jolts, in other words, the jobs that are available are at an all-time high, folks, at an all-time high. So finally, Biden came out and made the statement. He says, if you've been offered a job and you don't take it, they're going to they're going to take away your benefits, uh, the, uh, the income assistance that you've been receiving. Again, this is really complex. People have some high fear levels because they don't want to go back into an environment where they'll get sick. But as the vaccinations have shown, people, as we get more and more um, people vaccinated, we have herd immunity, we got all these. So the level of infection rate has dropped off significantly and the level of death rate has dropped off. I am not a COVID denier. I think it exists. In fact, I know of seven people in my life, friends and family and clients that have died from COVID. So it is a serious issue. But at the same point in time, you can't just sit in a corner, particularly when you have jobs that are being offered and employers out there that are trying to get people back to work. They're trying to open up their business. Now, one of the other things that's coming on the forefront, it's kind of on the horizon right now, and that's infrastructure jobs. Now, it's not going to be, I don't think there's going to be a massive employment before June, because that's pretty soon. That's next month. But I do believe that infrastructure jobs will probably come about. In other words, I think Congress, you have bipartisan support. So whatever the number is that they were able to get passed, I think we're going to see a pretty big number that's going to come at infrastructure jobs. And this is talking about, you know, railroads and highways and bridges and airports and, you know, all kinds of things that uh, have been neglected. In fact, what we spend on infrastructure is kind of, is kind of embarrassing. You know, worldwide, you know, people are spending somewhere close to 5% on infrastructure countries, and we're spending about, we're spending about two and a half percent. And if you drive down some of the roads, I don't know about you, but driving down some of the roads in the Inland Empire, you know where the infrastructure is needed. I mean, it's, there's potholes and cracks and my car just bounces right along because of all the breakups in the, in the pavement. So anyway, I, there's a lot more to this than just that, but I'm just saying that the government, we're talking about sending out a, another trillion plus dollars in infrastructure, that is going to create jobs. And as it creates jobs, again, they're gonna be out there and so able-bodied, and this is gonna to help to bring um, people back to work, bring the income into the household, is going to meet the rent requirements, the mortgage requirements, all these things that are really critically important to have a stable and a fruitful life. Again, I think, I think that the issue here that most of us are faced with is that the uncertainty of the future. And my encouragement to you is that you need to get working. If you have a child, a grandchild, or somebody else that you know, or if you're listening to me and you're in that boat, 
you need to step out. You, it, it's just too easy to accept money from the government and not work. You need to step out and start working. And there's a lot of jobs. There's a lot of opportunities. And the other side of it is, is that they're at higher wages. So even at the minimal level jobs, you know, work, working at restaurants and some of those places, they're having to pay more because they need people to, to come to work. They need to pay more. And I think people are willing. Um, I mean, obviously the need for that, for those kinds of employees uh, is greater now than what it has been in the past. So therefore, what I'm encouraging people is that you take a look and go to these job fairs, get on site, start talking to employers. I think you're going to see a phenomenal change in attitude. But more importantly, we're going to see this change, but it's going to take a while. It's going to take about a year or more. The last recession took four years to get back to the employment level that we had prior to that. So what we're what the Federal Reserve is trying to do is to get back to what we were before COVID hit, and that's back in February of 2020. And we had a we had a, we had an employment rate that was slightly less than four percent, which is phenomenal, folks. When you think about it, so COVID has done a uh, just an incredible amount of damage to our economy, but the job creation across the board has been devastated. So again, if you work for a job or your training is lacking, hopefully you've taken this time and you boosted your skill sets. You went back to school, you took a trade school, you did something to make yourself more valuable to your employer. You're going to find a more receptive audience for employees. Whatever the trade is, whatever it is that you desire to do, I suggest you. I, I, I've talked to employees, employers right now that would say skills are not really the critical issue. It's just showing up so I can train you. So again, I think you're going to find a lot of changes about this. And I see this continuing to go forward. It's going to be nothing but positives for the overall growth of the economy as we continue to move through 2021 and into 2022. Again, uh, what I want to do is make, make sure that you make smart decisions about your money. And one of the smartest decisions you can make is don't depend upon the government to establish your standard of living. Make choices for yourself and get out there and see what's available to you. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. Say, so if you're out there listening to me, uh, let me see a show of hands. How many of you have done a telemedicine meeting with your doctor? Oh, a lot of you, huh? Yeah, I see that. I see the hands up. How many really like the meetings? How many would prefer to have a meeting one-on-one -on -one with your doctor and sit in a, you know, in a waiting room with a bunch of other people that are sick? Um, well, what's happening, this, this is an article that I'll send to you if you'd like to have a free reprint of it. It's called What the Pandemic Taught Us About Telemedicine. And first of all, there's been a major 
uh, acceleration of technology when it comes to medical uh, advice. And this particular article really illustrates it. And they figure that going forward, they're estimating that we are going to have more and more telemedicine. The impact of 9-11 and how we travel and the permanent changes that we've all now adjusted to at the airport, I think is going to have, we're going to see permanent changes on how we interface with um, our business, our clients, but also doctor-patient relationships are forever going to be changed because of what we went through with COVID. And this article talks about the changes that have occurred. In fact, the number of, I, I, I had doctors that said, I'd never done this before in my life. And all of a sudden now they love it. And so they don't understand why they didn't do it in the past. So for certain uh, specialties, telemedicine works really well. And follow-up interviews, I've had, I've had follow-up interviews with my physicians and um, we're, I don't have to leave my house. I don't have to leave my office. I close the door. I got the information. I talk to them. The only thing they can't do is maybe take my blood pressure and my weight and all that stuff. But if it's a follow-up, they're just asking me what my symptoms are and asking me questions that they could have done if I went to their office. But it saves them the time and it saves me the time. So I think going forward, we're going to see a lot more of telemedicine. Now, this article, again, if you'd like to have a free reprint of it, I would be more than happy to send it out to you. But um, they took an example from Cleveland Clinic, and this is the article that talks about it. They had about 37,000 telemeetings in 2019, but in 2020, they had 1.2 million. And so the number of people pre-pandemic was less than 1%. And early pandemic, it was up to 30% was in telemedicine. And of course, one of the biggest issues was people weren't even seeing their doctor at all. They didn't want to even go into a hospital or a doctor's office and things were closed off and such as that. But what's clearly here is that the um, you know, certain kinds of conditions like chronic disease management and medical management, care coordination, uh, preventative care, a lot of this is going to be done uh, by telemedicine. It's a lot more convenient. If you haven't done it and if you're skeptical about it, I would encourage you to try. So it's not surprising that people like this. Uh, it just saves you time. And if you want to get out and, and, you know, and, and rub shoulders with a million of your best friends on the freeways, I mean, this is, this is you know, going back to normal visiting, it makes sense. But I, it, for me, if I can do something and I know it's secure and I'm getting good, proper advice, um, I would rather do telemedicine than going into the doctor's office anytime. But, you know, psychiatric, infectious diseases, pain management, you know, primary care, a lot of these are going to be, the majority of the meetings are going to move into some kind of a telemedicine. And so, and this article talks about where remote exams work and where they don't work. And um, so it helps, it kind of helps you get a better understanding of whatever your condition is, but also where your doctor is on this. I think it's important, but again, I think it's the future. I think it's where we're headed. So if you'd like me to send out a copy of this, I'll be more than happy to send out a free reprint. The copy of the article is What the Pandemic Taught Us About Telemedicine. It's something to help you understand how you're going to interface with your medical provider going forward. And I think it's going to look different. It's going to look different, folks, just like travel. After 9-11, it looks different. And I think this is going to look different also. 
So if you'd like to have more information about anything I've talked about on the radio program today, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011 or simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks. May you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Limited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.